The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Bang Bus, the show where we're cruising Whoa. the streets looking for local hotties to take on a bit of a bumpy ride through the back streets in our big white van. Mikey. Give it to me. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Bang Bus. Is this what we're going on? What are you doing, Wait. man? We got a show to run here. We, we got a well, welcome to Bang Bus. Shit, man, I I did I didn't do my uh, I didn't do my work. I was actually expecting. Uh, I thought we were we were getting on for Jackass, but oh. listen, I can imp- I can improvise. I I've done a lot of bad things on a lot of bad buses, and if that's where we're going with this, let's do it. On second thought, I, I don't know if I'd want to be locked in a bus with either of you two. So let's uh, welcome to Jackass, the show where <laughs> we're going on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three lifelong fans of Jackass, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. This episode was. Episode 5 of Season 1, which aired on October 29th of the year 2000. Mm, two days this away from my favorite holiday. was a very, holiday. very good day. Why is that, Chris? Because the greatest football team in the world, Liverpool, beat their oh. terrible, <laughs> shitty rivals, Everton, 3-1, to one, for about the millionth time. And I'll never get bored of seeing that and rubbing that in the Blues' face. Blue shite. Yeah. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, Chris. Question for you. So, Chris, uh, for the listeners who doesn't know, uh, uh, you are a big Liverpool fan. Um, Absolutely. I I have a question for you. What would you rather do? Uh, the Ryan Dunn jump into a river of shit or support Arsenal for one day? <laughs> oh, the river of shit for sure. Okay, there you I go. I fucking knew it. I knew it. There is the proof. Yeah, I knew it. Everybody, out That's there. Right. not even a close I one. Fucking knew I'd it. Rather do, it. I'd rather do the uh, the gallons of milk than support any other team <laughs> other than Liverpool. So. Don't get Mikey started on that. That's his favorite stunt. You know, it'll be your all fucking one. day. All we fucking will. day. Welcome to the Jackass, people. We're back for season five. We're back on our season five. Fuck me. Season this is season five. Jesus Christ. H Christ. This is season one, episode five. And you know what's great about this episode, boys? Do you know what's great about it? We get we get to talk about it with our best friends. How did you read my mind? How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? Boys, we're fresh off of a CKY episode. If you haven't listened to that, go back. Our last episode, we took a break from season one to see something a little different. Bam Margera side project, CKY. Uh, it was a bit of a trip. But I got to be honest with you guys. I'm feeling happy to be back on the main run of Jackass here. I've been looking forward to this one. We've got a big show today. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. I think, you know what, as much as I did love CKY, I think I think for those of you who listened to that episode, I think it's pretty clear I was probably the biggest fan of uh, CKY. I may, maybe not, but at least at least in the early goings. However, when I turned this on and I heard the, uh, the old familiar tone of... As soon as I heard that, I was ready to go. I was I was ready to fucking go. Yep. I, you know what song I love from Jackass? If Which you gotta one? be What's dumb, that? you gotta be tough. Oh like, yeah. What a yeah, good yeah, tune yeah. is that? It's just so fitting for everything. Every time I hear that, I just get a good warm feeling and 
Want to take a nut shot? <laughs> like a shot glass of like freshly busted nut or like a nut shot? Some ones in, or some things? Some things. It could be animal. I don't discriminate. I don't even know yeah. what the other one option is, but I'm definitely taking the other option. <laughs> Kick to the dick. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 oh. wait, wait. I got to go back to the CKY thing for just a second, okay? Yeah. Here's the thing. Boys, something about that episode, we, like, if, I didn't think we'd be speaking philosophically about something like dudes doing stunts, because we got pretty deep on that episode. We, we got really deep. did. We, we were we did. Uh, indulging in the devil's lettuce, it may have seemed. I'm not going to lie, it scared me a little bit. It's just freaked me out, and that's why I wanted to just kind of recenter, get back on the jackass season one train, and... I felt like to get back into that energy, we needed something to come back with a bang. We needed something to come back with that would just set the stage for things to come. Okay. And what are you thinking that might be? Well, boys, I put together something very special for our return. Oh. The very first jackassed trailer. Trailer? Trailer. Now. Okay. For the listeners at home, I am going to share this trailer that, for your reference, has never been heard by Mikey or Chris yet. I'm the only one. I don't even know what we're about to hear. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a trailer from a car. <laughs> like, on the back. I was like, how am I going to see this right now? Did he, did he, did he decal out your, your, your Ford F-150? Yeah, I pimped your ride. <laughs> I heard you like jackass, so I put jackass on your jackass truck. <laughs> For the first time ever on the Jackass, our official Jackass trailer premiere. In a world where the word Jackass takes on a new meaning. This guy sounds sexy. A time 20 years removed this from the dangerous debut of these devilish daredevils. <laughs> what in the a world? A podcast was born. <laughs> <laughs> Three men. No. Idiots. Really yeah. dumb motherfuckers <laughs> this, this started tracks. a legacy. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> also, Chris Aaronworth has a poo fetish. A poo <laughs> fetish <laughs> left uncontrolled, buried beneath the surface for so long Son of a that bitch. It turned into a mighty beast. One that could only be oh slain by his own brother, Mikey Aaronworth. <laughs> The hey, pariah of puke. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously, though, I don't know what this guy's deal is with poop. He just loves it so much. In fact, it's all he wants to talk about on this show. The battle <laughs> of poop, that. puke, the guts, the glory, the jackass. <laughs> it all ends here. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Jay, you're oh a freaking genius. Especially knowing that I'm not a genius and I can't come up with a trailer myself to counter, <laughs> counterbat that uh, the poop fetish thing. He's son of a bitch. It, honestly, I'll own it. That was a very true trailer. It was it was very true. You, but from my perspective, there there's room for for uh, 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 two fanatics of uh, feces, and I would say that that's both Chris and you. I purposely for the podcast today tried to do Jay a favor. I did his absolute favorite meal, Mikey. I'm sure you know what that is. Taco Bell burritos. <laughs> oh, you made you made some for him. I didn't make some. I ate a whole bunch just in case. Oh, just he really for wanted him. to take it to the next level. Yeah, I was really thinking about him. All the you know, I was just that boy in the back of the Taco Bell, sitting in the back alley. You know, I've never seen this boy. I don't know who this boy is. Why, why do you have experience with boys in the back of Taco Bell? Chris? I was I, the boy in the back. 
Oh, you were the boy in the back. Okay. Yes, All right. exactly. I don't know if yep. that's better or worse, but uh, yeah. I will say <laughs> this. Can't... If you just ate a bunch of Burrito Supremes, man, you got a lot of distance to cover to get to me. Those things, they're like a time bomb. You've probably got anywhere from one and a half to two hours tops. You better start thinking that's, of something. That's generous. Otherwise, you're gonna be you're gonna be pooping in Manitoba, my friend. Yeah, I figured I could shoot them all the way out there to Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this this is you know this is fitting because there is a uh, there's quite the poo stunt in uh, in in this one, which I already alluded to once before in this episode, uh, and we've got quite a way to go to get there. But uh, Jay, why don't you uh, take us through this? Uh, Quite a, I, I'm, I'm going to say a, a positive episode. I feel like I'm getting some good vibes from you guys on it. Yes. Yes, indeed. I will say I'm surprised. I thought Chris would be a little more offended by that, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play it every episode. Every episode. That's our new theme song. We're not, we're not even going to have ad sponsors. That's just going to be the only thing we play at the break. That's, <laughs> you, re, you realize while that was going on, I've typed into like DeVry to try and find a college that could take me to teach me how to make trailers because, you know, I, I feel like I feel like my new life's mission is to learn how to make a trailer and become an audio technology expert or whatever you want to be. Yeah, that's, that's so what can, they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just so you can As you can tell, it's going to be a long, long journey for me. I'm... uh but the payoff's going to be there, and I'm excited to be here for it. I'm good at knuckle sandwiches, not editing audio <laughs> and talking, apparently. Time to get going. Season 1, Episode 5. We start out this lovely episode of Jackass with the most sweet little old lady. Adorable. <laughs> Flipping us the bird. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. I love that, man. Especially, especially with no context. We don't know who she is at this no. point, except she's claiming to be Johnny Knoxville. And listen, I've seen a lot of Johnny Knoxville in my life, and she did not look like him. Yeah, she had way better knockers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know, actually. If you don't like the pancakes, you're missing out. I'm telling you, once you go pancake. <laughs> I'd like to see him up close. Is there a rhyme you could fit in there? No, I couldn't think that much, so I just decided to hope that someone was going to cut me off like normal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you once you go pancake, you don't know what this man can take. It's pretty it good. feels like a tube sock full of sand. <laughs> the Jackass title sequence plays as normal, and we're right into our very first stunt, which you may have seen this as a preview on our Instagram, uh, at JackassPod. We were showing off the very first stunt here known as the Bikini, which, to me, when I first saw this, guys, I don't know how you felt. I thought it was going to be intense, a real nail-biter. It's Johnny Knoxville volunteering to have his whole uh, dick and taint and balls and crotch area covered in live bees. Hi, this is Johnny Knoxville calling. I was wondering if we got my results back for if I'm allergic to honeybees or not. I have 10,000 bees beside me. Oh my God. It was like one of those stunts we've seen in the past, like the human barbecue or yes, up in exactly. flames where you're expecting it to have this crescendo that... It was a little bit of a letdown. Still ballsy, though. Definitely still very ballsy. I don't know if I'd be able to... Ballsy is a good way to put that. Uh, this one was clearly one of the more afraid Johnny Knoxville's been, too. Like, he's mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. And again, I hate to have to go back to this well, but this is clear Johnny not understanding how to talk his way through a stunt yet. He hasn't learned it yet. And in the beginning, him calling his doctor... And I'm hoping I'm not allergic. Johnny? Yes, ma'am. Nothing major. Okay, so I can take a few stings. Do not pull out the stinger. Yes, ma'am. I have Norm here, so we should be all right. Did you hear what I said? Yes, ma'am. 
What did I say? You said don't pull the stinger out, flick the stinger out. Did you hear what I said? Yes, thank you. Thank don't get stuck. No and his doctor is having none of it, like <laughs> is not happy with it. That was very good. Well, it's funny you say that, Mikey, because one of the things I noticed, or, or at least I thought, is that it's definitely not the Johnny we know today, but there was glimmers of him being able to like circumvent a skit and be able to talk his way through it as we know him to be these days. So I think it was almost like shining light on he's making that transition into that Johnny Knoxville. We all know so well. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's, he's getting there for sure. There there's uh, it's better like him, him going back and forth with Cossack was really funny. Like the number of times he just goes, maybe they're hungry again. They should have heard. And the way he said that made me laugh every time. I love how, when he said the, the Johnny Knoxville thing, he actually like his lips, like we're not moving like hello i'm johnny knoxville and this is a bikini that's the first time i think i've seen him genuinely very scared yeah yeah he's he was definitely terrified but i mean would you be the guy uh the b expert who goes by the name of norm gary by the way norm gary his resume 51 years of experience he has a phd in bees i didn't know that was a fucking thing with <laughs> crazy go. i thought he was also, just a bartender he, Oh shit! <laughs> so Norm Gary, Norm Gary is the most boring name I've ever, like. If you tell me there's a dusty old white dude who takes care of bees and he lives up the road, I'd be like, "Tell me his name's not Norm Gary," and they'd be like, "Yeah, hundred percent. That's what but every beekeeper's name is." It's also a very trustworthy name, don't you think, Norm? Yeah, Gary? I, I, I agree. Would, I would blindly trust that guy. I would until until it comes clear because they ask him like, "How many times have you been stung?" I don't know if you guys picked up <laughs> yes, on this. Yes, I'm he getting says, to this. In 50 years of doing this, he's been stung 75,000 times. Now, it sounds like a lot, right? And it is, but it's more than you think. So you break that down. He's been in business for 50 years. That's 1,500 bee stings per year, (laughs) 1,500, which is four bee stings a fucking day. Guy gets stung four times a day. (laughs) He says it so nonchalantly, too. He's like, how many times have you been stung? Uh, So over a course of 51 years, about 75,000 times. Dude, yeah. it doesn't even phase him. He must really fucking love bees. That guy's got a bee fetish. He's got a bee fetish mm-hmm. for sure. I think he has like one of those like serial killer like stinging like you know like when they do the notch on the wall you know it's like or like taking the <laughs> hair from the victim and every time every one of my just like makes one notch and he has this whole room of just weird bee sting paraphernalia i think what he's got is he's got uh, uh he keeps the stinger from every bee that stung him <laughs> and he goes home and makes like a little either maracas because that would be cute no, or like a little like hourglass no, made no, no, of, no. of didn't you hear the nice lady on the phone you don't pull the stingers out she clearly told he does because he likes that he likes that feeling do not pull out the stinger yep. did you hear what i said norm gary taught me something today norm if you're still with us i hope you're listening because i didn't know that Maybe I did know this. I don't know. But bees are weak weak to smoke. So they will become confused, at which point a coin toss will determine whether or not they get to attack in the next round. Hey, bunch of bee drills flying around on Johnny's cock. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that, that would be even more terrifying with those pointy fucking cone hands. Yeah, no, exactly. Be, exactly. Looking at your nuts and berries. I don't think so, sir. One other thing about <laughs> this phone call, though, um, when she he was talking to the health expert, right? He's like... On the phone with her, you know, he, he she tells him, don't pull the stingers out. I was trying to read into their relationship, hers and Johnny's, because it's, at first she's frustrated, but then she treats him like, the you know, the the, the volunteer at the school that kind of likes the bad kids and is just like, oh, Johnny, he's going to be Johnny. But like, she's his fucking doctor and just has lost control of him. So with something like this, when you got 
15,000 bees on your dick. As you often do. As you, as you often do. You might wonder, how did they get that to work? How did the bees not just start crawling all over his body? Well, at the start of the stunt, our helpful bee expert is actually applying what he calls a solution to Johnny's underwear. And Johnny's wearing like a skin-colored Speedo. So when he came out of the house ready for the stunt, I actually thought for a second, oh, he's doing this actually nude. But closer look, <laughs> it's just skin-colored undies. So he puts a solution on the undies, and you got bees crawling all over. And there's a point in the stunt where Johnny's had enough, and he's like, okay, can you get them off now? Like, how are you going to get them off? And he's just spraying them with smoke, and Johnny's just looking, and the bees aren't, they're not budging. They're not coming off. Uh, I, I, I thought for a moment there they were going to have a real, like, well, we're fucked kind of situation. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't draw, like, they didn't dwell on it enough. They, 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 they almost could have, I agree. Uh, but you talk about that solution he puts on Johnny's boxers or underwear to get the bees to come. That sounds like a problem, not a solution. How did you get boxers out of that? That was the furthest thing from boxers, Mikey. Come on. <laughs> Do you still wear boxers? Or are you like an undies? I feel like Mikey's like a tidy, whitey, like like a banana hammock kind of guy. But Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to be ready to present at all times. The thing is with the tidy whiteys, though, man, you do any kind of physical activity, your boys, they're swimming in a pool of your own juices pretty quickly. Yeah, well, that sounds... That you sounds... gotta get Saks underwear. Not sponsored, but Saks underwear is the way to go. They got the ballpark pouch. <laughs> Fantastic. I need, You know, I got those these gigantic nuts, and they just really need to be, like, held <laughs> into a nice, firm place. Like, not saying I got a big dick, I just got big nuts. So uh, <laughs> small penis. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not where you want it packed in. But yeah, you need to make sure you have a nice little area where they could kind of rest and not weigh you down. <laughs> Sponsored by Saks Underwear. What do you boys you want to <laughs> give this one a rating? <laughs> yeah, let's do yeah, it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Mr. Jay, Big why Ball. don't you start us off? Oh, okay. Why don't you start us off, Jay? I'll go. I'll go. This one was, like I said at the start, a little underwhelming. And I, fu- I kind of feel shitty saying that because like I don't have the fucking you know, cajones to go in there and be like, yeah, throw those bees on my dick. So Speak I'm giving for Johnny extra points, <laughs> extra points to, to the score. But I think like I would have rated this for like excitement level at like a five, but I'm going to add an extra point for Johnny's courage and it's a six. But I, again, I don't think this was bad. I just wish that this just might be me being pickier or spoiled or whatever from over the years of jackass shit. But God, it just didn't have that oomph, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that lack of oomph just kind of puts it in that category uh, that a lot of the other stunts have had, which is essentially a good idea that isn't fully fleshed out. Um, and, and, and because we've seen so many of these, I almost get more fed up seeing them again, knowing how much better they get at imbuing even some of the more mundane actions that, you know, the stunts that don't land quite as well are still funny to watch because of the characters in them. This one, you know, even the expert wasn't that great apart from his, him saying that he got stung 75,000 times. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't even find him that engaging. I'm giving this one a four out of 10. I think, I think five for the premise and minus one because it just isn't quite, uh, it doesn't land even, even up to the standards of the pre- premise itself. Yeah. I'm going to go four out of 10. I actually would have went less other than the fact that you could tell Johnny was really scared about this. So he, in his mind, he was doing a huge stunt, but it just didn't really have anything to it. There wasn't really any quirky moments or any real fear. It seemed like I like, you know, when the, the bees wouldn't go away, it was kind of funny, but it was just very underwhelming. So four out of 10, four out of 10, that does it. And Hey guys, I, someone just drew a dick in the spreadsheet. <laughs> Who's drawn dicks in the spreadsheet? <laughs> I did. We have, a shared spreadsheet spreadsheet. Where, we have a shared spreadsheet where we keep track of all of our scores. And oh. I just logged in and, and wrote a wrote a big dick in the Excel spreadsheet. You know, I, I just moved into a new condo and they finally took all like the boarding out of the elevators. Like, you know, when it's like people are moving and stuff. And within right. one day, 
someone drew a dick on like the oh my god like the, the metallic finish like you know i'm good for i'm always down for a good dick joke but like yeah we all live here like how old are you to like be doing that at this point i don't know i mean this is a jackass like- podcast probably not the best place to be venting about that but like come on man <laughs> one day one day give us <laughs> one, one day, day without one a day. dick on the elevator I think that means you got some creative neighbors. Yeah, you know what you need to do, Chris, is next time just bring bring a cleaning solution with you and a nice rag, and you can be the, the hero. I'm thinking you know? about, yeah. the, you know, the poor guy who just finished this elevator, and, you know, he's oh had a hard God, day Oh, my God, the work. working man again. Chris, come on. <laughs> oh, no, Chris, Trying to bum Chris, us Chris. all out. I wasn't saying to help him clean the elevator. I meant to go find the guy who did it and fucking knock him out with the cleaning solution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little chloroform? Yeah. 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 It cleans everything. And, Hey, speaking of getting your shit clean, Chris Rab bareback lawn care. God damn it. This was <laughs> special, guys. So Bam really Margera was. has the camera on Chris Rab. He's got the lawnmower out. He's ready to just do some honest God's work with his hands and get that lawn cut. Mm, just feels good, guys. It just feels good on a Sunday afternoon. You come out of church and you're ready. You know, you had juice and cake after church and you you conversed with everybody there and, and you get to go back and cut your lawn and you're just going to do the Lord's work. Except the thing is you don't wear pants and uh, everybody can see your naked <laughs> asshole and god damn it I was laughing so hard the minute he took oh his pants god. off and the city truck goes by and he's just going down the front lawn there's that city truck just fucking well the, the trucks go up. by they speed up they speed up when they're going by him it's amazing he, he says hi to the mailman <laughs> <laughs> this this one was funny this was quirky and it had just a bunch of uh, uh you know i it's the kind of thing i don't think you could actually do today anymore i think people would complain no. about it but it's it's uh it was funny well there was the one kid on like the bicycle and i'm like that kid was flirting with the age of uh you know, Don Vito territory, you know, like you, <laughs> if you did that nowadays, you could literally get a sex charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I God damn it, you guys in the fucking spreadsheet. We're not going to oh, get anywhere. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. You keep going. This is, this is on you. So, so far you've got a pair of tits, nice big old dick and some jizz. And I think Mikey's trying to make a butt, but I can't quite tell. I, I don't know where you're going with that one. Where, where do I I'll see keep you updated audience. I'll keep you up here. Uh, coming up next, we have another substantial stunt here. This is Night Donkey. And Night Donkey is already a standout right from the first few seconds because it's got a vagina on the spreadsheet. Oh, God. What, what's happening? Is that a butt or is that a vagina? I see a V. I... That's a vagina. That's a vagina. There's a V. A V stands for see, vagina. that's how much of a poop fetish clitters? he has. He confuses a vagina for a butt because it's closer to the poop. <laughs> oh, don't act like you haven't done the backdoor business once in a while. <laughs> Come on. Everybody's curious at some point. You want to figure out what's going on up there or down there, depending on the orientation. Uh, Night Donkey is a B. It has like this B horror movie subtitle instead of the regular jackass. Like, I think it's like Helvetica font that they use. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 So I was thinking, ooh, this might be something special. But it's a guy in a monkey costume, which at this point, I, you, it was revealed at the end who it was, if you guys noticed the credits. But at this point, I was I was trying to figure it out. It was a real head scratcher for me. Oh, I, I knew who it was from the I, beginning. I, right off the jump, I'm thinking Pontius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Pontius. But yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe England for a while. I wasn't too sure. Um, but it's him in a monkey suit. It's got like these flashing red LED eyes. And he's just basically fucking around town at night going around in the city making these loud obnoxious monkey noises climbing shit jumping on people's cars he's buying bananas at the grocery store (laughs) 
this is one of my favorite running gags in Jackass, and I don't know why. I don't know how to explain why that is to you, but I fucking love it. I cannot hear a car horn go off to this day without thinking about this sketch because (laughs) so what they end up doing is they they start with like this is just a normal stunt and then they they have uh interstitials filled up with other action from the night monkey uh or night donkey going through it so it starts off you know he's going into convenience stores he's buying uh bananas and and he's drinking on the street and everything and just and and really fucking terrifying people um it to the point where one guy looks at the camera he's like ain't nothing like a drunk monkey man and that's kind of like the tagline <laughs> there but i i loved it i i've always loved this one i've always thought i think they actually revisited in one of the jackass movies as well so i think it, this yeah. was a pretty well received one for the time chris what yeah think i think they it? did like american werewolf in london or something like that because it wasn't a monkey this time or maybe it was but I'm pretty sure they brought him back at some point. For sure. This is definitely a running gag. And if, if not, it's just variations of it. But I, I, I don't know. I love it. It's simple. It's funny. He got some really good scares out of people. And oh, yeah. the icing on the cake is when he's just go, like taking the meticulous time to start every like car alarm going off car by car That's by so car. That's so fucking funny. funny. The, the more noise, the more attention. Yeah. There's no like hiding from it. Like... You're getting really close to getting the shit kicked out of you. You know, oh, if someone yeah. comes out and like, what are you going to do? I think that's why it had to be Pontius. They need the party boy in there. Yeah, yeah they exactly. Who can fight back in a himself. bad situation. Man, like when you're talking about jumping on the cars, I love that. He's like pogo stick, like not pogo stick, but like teeter tottering the bumpers and just reefing on it. And uh, like, you're totally right that he should have got punched in the face at some point, but he goes into a bar and he's like on the bar, the top of the bar, like just having a party dancing around and people are cheering for him. Like they're, they're like, Holy shit, this is fucking crazy. What's happening right now. I'm actually surprised at the amount of positive reactions he got for how obnoxious he was being. Um, and I know one thing, if I saw a monkey on the side of the street, fucking a newspaper dispenser, I'd probably stop and watch <laughs> for a couple of minutes. You have to, how do you not? Yeah. I love this one. Now boys, this is a weird one because it's cut up throughout the episode. We see it a couple more times. Should we rate it yeah. now or you want to come back later? Oh, I think we now. rate it now. And then and then we just know that every time it comes up, you know, it's it's uh it's got that little spice, that little dusting of our our, our opinion of it when it comes back again. I, I'm I'm gonna go first on this one if you guys don't mind. Um like I said, I've always remembered this one. I think there were some really funny lines. I also think it's really funny that it's a it's a hu- it's very clearly a human being in a gorilla costume, but the people on the street end up treating him like they would treat a real gorilla because even though they know it's not a gorilla they're still confused by an insane person and they don't know how to properly react they're kind of laughing but keeping their distance but they're curious so they're watching and it you could have put a real gorilla there and i think they would have reacted fairly similarly uh this one to me you guys are probably gonna hate this but i'm giving it an eight out of ten i just think it there's so many good bits in it and pontius doing what he always does and keeping it original and fresh the whole way i loved it yeah, I, I don't really know why or have a proper explanation why I'm rating it what I'm rating it. It just, I enjoy it. It's a 7 out of 10 for me. There's just something about it. Like, there's nothing that really stands out other than the fact that I just love whenever they do this. And there might not be much in-depth thought or crazy situations that happen, but when this comes on, I absolutely love it. So I got to go 7 out of 10. Nice. Not bad. I like it. Jay, what about you? 
Yeah, this one was good, man. It it at first I wasn't sure what to think because we saw a couple episodes ago monkey running through the zoo and it was kind of short and an afterthought. So I thought, oh, this might just be one of those again. But then it kept going and kept getting better and better. Like there's a part where he jumps out of a tree. He's just hiding there, and you see him like oh my just god, so that would scare the fuck. And he's blending in good because it's dark out and he's wearing this all black costume and this girl's walking by down the street and he just jumps out of the tree and starts, you know, beating his chest and doing the monkey thing and she fucking flips out. But yeah, that would, that would scare the shit out of me too, man. She recovered really quick though. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I would have screamed and ran away at a high pitched noise. We know that about you, Chris. We, we know that. (laughs) All right. Yeah. But this one, man. I it it does just keep getting better and keeps delivering and I was happy to see it come back after they cut away so uh, I would rate this one fairly high I would go with Chris on that and give it a seven as well awesome all right I'm glad you guys liked it as much as I did I wasn't sure if you were going to this next one don't know if I could say the same but uh, I appreciate the failed attempt this is the slingshot pond now it starts out with someone cutting down some tree branches with a saw and you're kind of wondering what the hell is this uh, you don't know what you're doing. Imagine being that guy that planted those tree branches. Yeah. They did no, a hard fuck day's you, break. Chris. <laughs> fuck off. Just going to continue on at this point. We're going to ignore that. Audience, please ignore that. Uh, crazy person making noise in the back. He'll be escorted out by security. It's funny because I'm actually probably the biggest uh, scumbag of us all. And I hang, hanging a duct tape piece of shit chair into a tree. This thing looks sketchy as hell. And all of a sudden, we see a familiar face. It's Bam Margera. And here's what caught my eye. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he is with uh, some of the crew from uh, the, the other side, the uh, California side. So Jeff Tremaine. Tremaine. I saw Tremaine in there with him. So I'm thinking, oh, did they fly him and the next appearance we're about to see out for this segment? I kind of wonder if they did that. Could be this. This could have been the beginning of that kind of crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Because before, as we mentioned in an earlier episode, it was kind of like Bam's crew on uh, Westchester there. They just kind of you know, sent stuff over and they did their own thing. So it was kind of cool to see something different. And that was a surprise. But our hero is about to appear, gentlemen. None other than da, 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 da. Ryan Dunn. Mr. Dunn is here. Sweatbands and gym strip all ready to go into a dirty lagoon on this slingshot chair that they've built. What's up? I'm Bam. I'm Ryan. We're going to do the idiot launch. Boys. How were you feeling on this one? Did you think this was going to succeed? Did you think it was going to flop? What was your initial impressions? I, all I, I know thought- is when I see green fuzz on the top of the water, that's no go. And like, I like nature, I like <laughs> lakes, but like, that's so sketchy, man. Like, you can't even see what's underneath. Like, you know, for sure there's snakes in there. Like, I, I, I actually envisioned snakes being like stacked on top of each other and sketchy animals. Like, that's just ridiculous. So it's like it's like a spaghetti in there. Yeah, yeah seriously. Like, I am not going nowhere <laughs> like near nice- there. My family actually Did dared you? me once to go into a swamp and swim into the middle, and I was, like, freaking out, and my dad said he'd pay me 20 bucks, and I swam, like, 90% to the middle and came back, and he's like, oh, you didn't make it to the exact middle, you're not getting your 20 bucks, you remember that, Mike? Yeah, 100% I do, <laughs> and I was on dad's side, you didn't go to the middle, you were supposed to go to the middle, <sighs> you start feeling and the you went about pads halfway and they're, they're there, your feet like snakes. and then you it's pulled so back. 
Our mom was so mad because this yeah. is like a shallow <laughs> lagoon in a river. Who the fuck knows what's in there? Not to mention the fact that, you know, the the, the, the way our, our uh, river works out there is if you basically put your feet on the mud, you're very likely to get sucked under. My dad didn't know this at the time, but like was very close to killing his son over $20 or in his mind, $10 because he never ended up paying out yeah. the full amount. That was ridiculous. Um, as for the sketch itself, I uh, was obviously disappointed by it. What more do we say? This is early Ryan Dunn, um, with the exception of a later sketch in this one, which I've now alluded to, I think, three times. Um, early Ryan Dunn is just boring. He's, he doesn't know who he is yet. And this is another case where it really feels like he's trying not to let the sketch work. If it were another member of Jackass, I feel like it would have worked. But he kept grabbing on to the seat to like to, to hold it. He kept putting his feet on the ground so it would like prevent him from being shot out into the river but you know the the shot obviously doesn't work he, he kind of botches it four or five times and then they give up on it and i was i was disappointed i feel like uh, uh pontius or steve would have found a way to make that work by completely letting it dummy their body and he was a little bit hesitant to do that well, you know what i was thinking is like when, when you're doing something that you really don't want to do and the funniest part to me about this is like he would be in the chair getting ready to go bracing for it and it just wasn't working properly. So it's like the buildup keeps getting worse and worse. You're like almost just like, like a bandaid, just rip it off. Let me get this over with. And he keeps kind of going in, not fully going in. And then finally end up, ends yeah. up going in. So it's just like, I don't know. That's what I thought was funny about it. Mikey, are you Ryan Dunn's estranged father or something? When will you ever be <laughs> proud of him? When is it enough yeah. for you? I will be proud of him at the end of this episode. I'll say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think we all will be a little proud of that. And listen, I just I just know what his potential is. I know who he can become, and I I expect the best out of him. I'm like Serena Williams' dad. Yeah, some people may call me a little bit abusive, but it takes a little bit of pain to realize the genius that is Ryan Dunn. I was either thinking that or, or he fucked your girlfriend or something. You have some personal vendetta and he also, against him. He also, he fucked my girlfriend, but like, we don't have to talk about that. That's not a big <laughs> deal. And by the way, as his dad, my girlfriend is his mom. So yeah, we've got some issues. I have some reasons to be upset with him. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think, do we rate this one? Do you think it's deserving of a rating? I'm kind of I don't think this is deserving of a rating. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything to this one. All right, let's skip it. I will say this, though. Out of all the attempts that were here, of which there were four attempts, uh, which started with Dunn, like you said, kind of sliding down the hill, then he gets a little wet, then he gets a little muddy, but nothing ever really takes off or, like, gets you to that level you want it to go to. I will say this. The uh, last one, <laughs> where he's getting out of the pond, and they're not sure if they should do it again, uh, Ryan Dunn's kind of just like... I mean, it didn't even look all right. <laughs> like he's so concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he knows his shit, but he just asks anyway because he's so concerned about. I feel like he's a little self conscious about, like, you know, he hasn't really had like a, uh, I don't know, what you call it like a gold record yet in terms of stunts. A so shining he's moment. Like, I really yeah, have yeah. to get it. So he just wants to double check. Or maybe it was better than I thought, you know? Uh, yeah, so, nope, not this time, not Ryan. Not this time, Ryan. Uh, come stop next. fucking my girlfriend. 
<laughs> Leave your mom alone. You know, that monkey man, in, speaking of him coming up again in a, in a moment here, I don't know. Maybe that's what you need, uh, Mikey. Just get yourself a monkey suit and just go take that fucking frustration out on the streets and the innocent people who dwell there. Um, yeah, there are uh, there are a couple uh, newspaper uh, uh, vending machines that I think could, could, could use a little loving. And the monkey comes back for more. He does a lot of the things we already kind of talked to, uh, talked about, but one thing in particular we didn't mention that comes up here is he does this awesome rope swing into traffic. Oh, yeah. yes, that was fucking badass. They must have tied it to a tree on the side of the road, and you don't really see it coming, but you hear it coming, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Then from off screen, he just flies in front of a car just driving down the street, which skids to a halt. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, fucking badass, man. That was a good one. Coming up next in the rotation, we've got a little stunt known as taxidermy, and we see a familiar face from the start of the episode here. This is our sweet little grandma, and Johnny... My man, you had me at stuff and mount my grandmother. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't even put that together. Wow. I'm going to walk into a taxidermy and see if they'll stuff and mount my grandmother. She's a vixen. So here's the proposal. Johnny's walking into local taxidermy shops to see if poor little grandma here, she's at the end of her life, but they've accepted death and that it's coming and they're going to do the right thing and get her taxidermied so she can live on in our hearts and memory and nightmares from here on out. Um, the first shop he goes into, though, boys, uh, before I get your thoughts, I, I'm sure you caught this conversation, but it goes something like this. Uh, we want to get grandma taxidermied. It's illegal, they said. I don't know how, they said. The face would be so hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows. Like, he's already considering it. He's breaking um, it down the wall a little bit, piece by piece. Was, yeah, was yeah. he considering I, I, it, or was he more like trying to find an out? Because what I yeah, found that, is that funny first is like, guy, this place I, did, was like I did get that impression. It, it yeah. wasn't like an office, this was like a fucking cottage out of the deliverance like a cabin in the woods type vibe and this guy was the sketchiest looking dude but in comparison yeah. to the other people that were very on board with the idea it's just funny how you kind of pair up the two different types of people and you would assume that guy would be the guy that was all about it but it was that nice little couple in a nice office building that were really on board with it it's basically like the premise of get out <laughs> where it's like it's always the, the the seemingly gentle down-to-earth people that are truly the most monstrous my name's johnny it's my grandmother dotty please meet y'all um my grandmother she doesn't have an awful lot of years left it is her wish and the family's wish that stuff and mount uh my grandmother See, the thing is that's funny about the second shop they go to is the lady at the reception she knows what's coming like as they're explaining it grandma's coming to the end of the, her life and we want to honor the family yeah, you just see yeah. her getting uncomfortable she's like oh don't ask that question please don't ask that question and then uh, <laughs> she does the right thing though she uh receptionist you know first <laughs> before she answers their questions she she greets Dottie. Stuff and mount my grandmother here. Hi, Dottie. Okay, there are that insensitive manner and legalities. I'm not aware of the legality. Kind of a weird time to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. Hi oh, there, great. Nice Hello. Uh, and then she pulls the old lateral pass. She's like, I'll get the manager. He's more experienced yes. than me. Yeah, and, uh, good call. They go back into the back and they're talking to the manager. And I can't believe how fast they get a price. They get a price of $20,000. This guy's actually considering doing this. He probably knows it's illegal, but he probably is also thinking they don't know it's illegal. So maybe Maybe I can get away with it, you know. Um, 
I thought that was just absolutely bizarre. Johnny asks a few questions here. He says, Now, is there smell going to be involved? I mean, down the line? Uh, the answer to that is, Just keep her dusted and stuff. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she awkwardly looks to the grandma and is just like, I'm sorry. I know we're talking about it. Like, she's just she's like, that is so weird that <laughs> I said that. That's the best part about um, it. The grandma's there during this whole entire thing. Like, that, I know. That gets, like, I know. You, you kind of forget about the fact that they're talking, even as a prank, they're talking about her, like, her more bit uh, mortality yeah and i i th- i found this really weird because if it's watching this it's she's obviously dead now in real life no she's she was in like the past jackass dead. movies have you noticed that really yeah they bring her back oh man really well, maybe she is she's now. gotta be dead now no but like i'm pretty sure she was in jackass 3 when they did the old the old people uniforms oh well. Well. yeah i wonder uniforms but yeah this this whole thing is just it, the way it's handled is so strange because it's like I feel like that second shop like they want to get some money out of these guys but at the same time they're trying to play like the personable kind of oh we're just having fun with it because like, if you're okay with it we're okay with it type of thing and yeah 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Guys, a little would you if it was legal would you and you had a taxidermy shop like would I do it yeah ah uh, fuck Moral, I don't think I morally that, speaking man. would you would you be able to do it or would you just like, here's the question. How are they going to get her to stand, you know, upright or whatever? <laughs> like, okay, wait, let's, which position first? Let's start there. Which position? Doggy style. Would we, are we talking? Dog- Doggy style. <laughs> of course. That's, get those, get those pancakes out. That's how you want to remember grandma. Uh, so like, where do you, cause you got it when you taxidermy something, you got to mount it to something. So where does the stick go? Oh, That's I think we know the answer to that question. question. Yeah. No, I don't know. Tell me. Uh, up, upper little butthole, I think. I was thinking the belly button. Keep but. going, keep going. Oh, just that's what that's what she'd be saying at that point. No, that, keep going. You, you killed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's rate this stunt. Yeah, I, uh, I, I. Okay, I'll start with this one. I. I feel like I remember liking this one a lot more when I watched it as a kid. And I I think they may do this later on in Jackass at some point, but this time it just had no effect on me. It felt like they were leading, like it it wasn't quite like the, uh, uh, where they had the, the poo in the food, the poo poo platter, uh, because the reaction and the scale of, of like putting the onus on the person being pranked didn't quite land as well for me. It just, it felt like they asked a funny question and didn't really get, reactions that were that baffling you had one guy basically say no and he knew it was illegal the other people were playing along with it but they weren't being like criminal about it it just felt kind of expected so i'm giving this one a three out of ten. Oh, really see Fair for enough. me i absolutely love this one like i thought it was a great premise the premise alone gives it a certain standing and then i thought there was great audience reactions or uh participant reactions i thought that the it was great how the shady guy um, was definitely not into it and like the nice looking people were like super on board and you know like it starts playing in those moral dilemmas I think Johnny Knoxville was doing a great job at asking these questions his little outfit that he had on was that he looked like a, almost like a, a grown up grandchild which I thought was absolutely hilarious yeah, yeah. And yeah then, he looked you know, like if Woody from these, Toy Story yeah. were dressing up as a firefighter well it makes you think about these things it's like people are so against the idea of this but like how many times have you seen mummies? You went to see mummies at museums or things along those lines. In essence, it's the exact same thing. So it actually made me pose that question in my mind. Like, why is this wrong? You know, like in a weird way, like people have their ashes up on a mantle. Like, it's weird, but I don't even see it being that wrong. I just, I don't know. I thought this was really good all around. I'd give it a seven. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. 
A seven. All right. What about you, Jay? I thought the idea was great. Again, like you feel like this has potential to get quite a bit of traction in terms of an outrageous reaction. But the thing is, it doesn't really go there. It gets close. Um, I, I would have liked to see them push and ask more questions, especially to the second group to see like how far they would go with it. But it seems like they weren't really getting much else out of them. Um, so it had yeah. potential there. But again, it was like the B thing where it's like, oh, this could be really good. And then it kind of let me down a little bit. Still fun to watch, though, and entertaining for sure. I like hidden camera stuff. It's always funny to see j- people's genuine reactions. So uh, on this one, I'd go probably like a six. Okay, nice, nice. You got balls of fake steel, and you ain't taking from nobody. No, that. no, you ain't taking Did I watch this already? What's Am I going crazy? It's the balls oh, of yes. steel from CKY. Uh, a little segment where Bam and Brandon are in front of the camera uh, slapping each other in the face, but we don't get the full effect that we get in CKY where it turns into this fucking... Huge slap fest. Slap fest yeah. thing. The one thing I wanted to comment about it was the veteran move of having either chewing tobacco or large amounts of bubble gum to soften the blow. I don't know if anyone else picked up on that. <laughs> that actually would be pretty smart. I didn't know if that's why they did it, but that actually makes a lot of well, sense. I'm assuming yeah, totally that's why they did, yeah. Is it like, you know... Well, boys, uh, the Jackass crew just keeps on innovating when it comes to extreme sports. I did not see this one coming, but I'm happy I got to see it. It it's Pogo with Danger Aaron, and Pogo is exactly what it sounds like, pogoing around town. But uh, Darren's going to do it extreme if he's going to do it. So we're seeing all sorts of different stunts. Like uh, one of the early ones is we get the dumpster dive where he's pogoing on top of one dumpster over to the next one and then trying to go into the open lid and land inside the dumpster, which the first attempt, he, he fucking he nuts himself, doesn't he, on the on the edge there? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Sore. And uh, he, he does fountain dives here so he's pogoing through fountains uh there's this one really impressive one where he actually goes down a set of stairs that is built into the fountain and there's water everywhere and he doesn't that was really really cool (laughs) yeah he's really talented on that pogo stick it's amazing yeah i i liked this one i had fun with it it it, like danger aaron does a lot of these things i think he does like a razor scooter at one point he's got this he does a lot of like weird made-up sports the one thing he's missing and he and as he starts to assume the danger aaron identity he gets better at it but at this point it's almost more like uh he's he's not used to it like he's got more of that johnny knoxville syndrome where he's not talking his way through it i imagine that with the creativity of the stunts and how athletically talented he is if someone like dave england were involved with it he would have made this a lot more charismatic but the stunts themselves were good enough to watch this and enjoy uh uh, on their own yeah touching on that it's basically like england would have made it a funny sketch and played into the role in like a parody version of it whereas it seemed like he was actually just trying to do cool shit like he was trying to be extreme yeah and, and, yeah for sure and I'll, uh, that's where i got lost on it like it still is great and impressive and i also like there's like one of the best things i've seen and i don't know where i saw it but i was expecting to see it here was when he pogos directly onto a skateboard and it just fucking skirts out and he eats like oh, the most geez. amount of shit so i don't know where i saw that or hopefully it wasn't something that was in some clip i saw but without that there like there just wasn't as much to it to me yeah, there's some good bails yeah. here, too, though. Like, he gets hit in the face at one point. The pogo comes up oh, and hits yeah. him, like, right in the chin. Oh, that looked like it hurt because it's just full speed ahead <laughs> right, in, right in the face. There was a second there where I thought that, I was like, is this when he loses his tooth? Because obviously we know he loses his tooth eventually. But, like, he took it pretty hard to the face there. And I was like, oh, this might be it. But, no, it definitely wasn't. All things considered here, though, although this is a short, straightforward stunt, I think it deserves a rating because, honestly, it's impressive. And it's kind of hard to do it justice just through speaking about it. You kind of have to see what 
he does here. But like, man, I, I think back to using a pogo stick when I was a kid. Like I, I had a friend who had one of these and I could maybe hop like three or four times and I'd be done. Like I'd lose my balance. But like, fucking A, this guy can pogo because he can he can just keep going. Like he just knows how to land so that he's in perfect balance yet propel himself forward and he never he rarely fucks up so it's pretty impressive i kind of wonder how many hours he put in you know yeah but for a rating on this one i think again i like these extreme sports tie-ins i like the urban kayaking back in the first episode i'm probably gonna like i don't think it was as good as some of the other things i've seen um but i appreciate the skill uh probably gonna sit at a seven on on this one i think Nice. Chris, what about you? It like had the skill aspect and it was actually entertaining to watch. But especially since we just seen urban kayaking, I'm looking for a little bit of the comedy aspect and things like yeah, in, yeah, inside yeah. it as well. So it had it had uh, the potential for being a great one for me, but because there's just it was just missing that little thing. I can't really go anywhere near urban kayaking. Uh it, it was a five out of ten for me. I'm I'm not quite as low there, uh, but I do agree with you. I think the lack of comedy or even the attempt at comedy just made this one devoid of personality. And while the stunts were cool, they weren't cool enough to be amazing. But I did enjoy it either way. I'm giving this one a six out of ten. The one thing that we didn't touch on though is that the little kid in this one who just like beats Aaron with the pogo stick and then like oh screams into the camera, oh, yeah. like that kid somewhere in. I'm going to say, I don't know, Montana. He's on now for sitting, sure. Yeah, I, I was going to say, he's like sitting at a double wide somewhere, smoking his last carton of cigarettes and drinking a Miller High Life, telling his 18 kids and their grandkids about how 20 years ago he and his pappy were on jackass. Like, he's he's clearly that kind of guy. That That's the life he's, he's down, and I think he probably had uh, his life peaked at this moment yeah. on film, and we saw it there. No if, if you're kid. at that age and, and, you, and you have, like, a, a mohawk and no shirt in a public place, like... You're, I'm sorry, but you're probably never really accomplishing anything in your life. <laughs> Not your fault, your parents' fault. Yeah. So coming up next, boys, we've got a appearance of Steve-O yet again. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen him, and he is always a welcome sight, because every time I see a Steve-O stunt, I'm always thinking, what the hell is he going to do this time? And uh, he's got his pants down already. He appears to be wearing some sort of duct tape underwear that was fashioned together. What the fuck is it? We're going to talk about that in a minute, because I yeah. got to figure that one out. Um, but I have some dick questions for sure. the debut of many things. This is the debut of Steve-O doing stapler related stunts and this is also the debut of some of steve-o's tattoos that we get to see for the first time very early steve-o tattoos so this is the stapler and the stapler is johnny johnny knoxville what are you doing here johnny what's that stapler for J- johnny j knox johnny kville jk what's what's going on buddy? help us He's got the letters jackass in front of him oh. on some paper, and it looks like they're going to staple it to Steve-O's naked ass. Pretty straightforward. Not really extreme in the sense of you'll see some pretty extreme Steve-O stapler stuff later in his <laughs> yeah. career. So this feels pretty mild by comp- in comparison, but uh, it is a first for him, and it's funny to watch his reactions here. I felt like the late you think of the later version of Steve-O, it's like he's seen and done everything, so nothing really surprises him. Um, it, the really extreme stuff is what it takes to get a reaction out of this guy. So to see him kind of cringing at getting stapled on the ass not saying it wouldn't hurt but it's like it's funny to see this early version of him where this is actually bothering him you know yeah he goes from that to stapling his scrotum to his leg 
Yeah. Like, like he, like usually he's like the uh, old Steve-O, Steve-O would act like the Hulk getting shot with bullets on this, like puny human that will not hurt me. Like, like how is this going to do anything? Um, uh, but I, I, I thought this was, uh, this was funny. His reaction to the staples going in his little like Yelp was so funny yeah. to me every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great to see that like going back and realizing that we see these crazy stunts and these crazy things, but they didn't start there and to get right, appreciation right. of you know like like we said like the evolution of the staple but at the beginning this was something that was pretty sketchy and it's like just to understand that these guys built up to the level that they did to do these crazy things it gives it, it puts a good perspective on it in my opinion yeah i love it i love i love seeing the growth that i, I agree with you 100 percent on that i did i love seeing the growth as well mm, yeah. i uh, <laughs> i think like with something like this too i'm always thinking what is steve-o thinking right now does he realize like that he's gonna have to step it up every time or is he not even think he's just living in the moment he's like oh this is funny i'll do this now like i don't think he realizes that it's gonna it's gonna be another notch in the ladder and an almost endless ladder and it's gonna get more extreme and more crazy every time he does one of these that's a good point that's that's a very good point two things we got to talk about real quick boys is number one the steve-o tattoo um and number two those undies i want to talk about those so with this tattoo we get the first debut of steve-o showing off his your name tattoo on his ass what does your ass say your name i got your name tattooed on my ass <laughs> literally just says your name which i guess is a play on the old you know someone gets their you know your girlfriend gets your name on her butt cheek so as a surprise yeah. gift for you so when you're doing her it's like oh you got my name you're crazy we better think about where this is going uh steve has got that it's funny because like nowadays it, like as everything things get so much more extreme so you're, now we're seeing face tattooed people like remember when mike tyson first got his face tattooed and people were like oh my god i can't believe he did that now, like every yeah. up and coming rapper's got like a hundred tattoos on their face, it's becoming commonplace. So, it I love getting the kick out of that your name tattoo because right now it seems like so nonchalant. It seems like not a big deal, but it kind of puts you back in that mind frame when you realize like this was really aggressive stupid and extreme for those times yeah that's true that's like tattoos in general had an entirely different stigma attached to them at that point but now now if you saw something like that they would also have 13 other tattoos at other points in their body and and it would be like you wouldn't think about it at all Mm -hmm. here's the next part of this those undies what the fuck why is he wearing duct tape as underwear like how is that a requirement to do this stunt it makes no sense and if you look closely it's kind of hard to see but i it almost like he taped like a glass bottle or a can or a cup to the front where his dick goes because it looks like there's like purposely a bulge kind of like strategically put there i was so baffled that it doesn't make any sense and they make no reference to it at all well do you know what's funny (laughs) today actually i was listening to steve-o's podcast and this is a fun fact i didn't know that the leopard bikini you always see him or balkini you always see him wearing that's always been the same one and there's only been one so he clearly oh, hasn't. Wow. Yeah, he was talking about that today. And then so clearly he hasn't got to the point where he's got that set of undies because that becomes a staple for him. So 
I guess in the meantime, they're just trying to improvise. Yeah, it's almost like they had a clear mason jar duct tape to the tip of his dick because they cop they comment on seeing it. Yeah, and and Knoxville's even like, "Are you circumcised?" And then he makes <laughs> another comment about it, like it's clearly there. Like this this one was funny too because you ha- you hear in the background. I think it's probably Cossack. He you can clearly hear him say, "This is so gay. What a gay show!" And like after the shit that these guys have done, that's the comment. You like that's where you're drawing the line, Cossack. Like fuck off, dude. It's it's. It's amazing how much things have changed since yeah. then. Who cares if, if two men want to do stuff to each other's bodies? Let them do stuff to each other's yeah, bodies. Yeah. If that involves a stapler and a mason jar, have at her. <laughs> so be it. So be it. So fucking be it, man. People don't understand. Like, the staples, we see it happen so many times, we don't realize how big of a deal it is. There's actually, like, an artwork involved into where you're putting it. I was at this, like, house. It was a guy who was dating this girl who was friends with my girlfriend at the time. And we went to his place because he couldn't go out because he just got out of jail and was on house arrest. And we're staying there. We're cool. Getting- Sounds like you're, uh, you got some cool friends over yeah, there, Yeah, no, this definitely is a bit of a scumbag, this dude. So we're chilling there, and, and he's, like, starts... He has, like, one of those, like, carpenter staples, those staple guns. Oh, and he's, yeah. like, starts putting them into himself. And, like, he's, like, doing this bravado thing, and I'm hammered right now, and I'm, like... I could do that too, you know? Uh, He's like, no, you got to be careful. You can't be doing this. And I was like, instead of me logically being like, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I can't let this guy who thinks he's all tough, like show me up or something like that. And I'm like, I keep pressing him, keep pressing him. And he's like, no, no, no. And finally gets fed up and just takes it and just goes right into my, uh, my forearm. And I was like, okay, that didn't hurt. And I pulled it out and fucking blood was shooting out like it was like like it hit like an artery or something it obviously didn't oh my god it was like just like spewing out and i was like oh my god and he's like dude i told you this and this and he starts freaking out on me and i'm like bro like did you hit a vein or like what the hell is going on but that's what happens when you get drunk with a bunch of scumbags that just get out of jail (laughs) and and you know what the sad thing was uh, this wasn't like this wasn't like when i was like 16 this was like in the past like probably nine years like i was at least in my (laughs) mid-20s That's amazing! Oh, what a what a what a what a time to be alive! Yeah, so I look at staples a little bit differently after that. Yeah, was it like one of those electric staple guns or just the heavy duty? No, it's those like heavy duty hand press ones. It's got like the trigger, oh, okay. but it's got the springs that like really and it's like yeah. those oh, thicker carpenter staples. But I yeah, I couldn't believe when I pulled it out. It was like shooting blood. It didn't hurt at all. And then I was like, shit, do I have a tetanus? Like, do I have to look into this? Like, is it gonna get infected? <laughs> oh wait, wait, we gotta take the warning on. You can stick it in here, dude. The icing on the cake, they put the warning sign, like the actual disclaimer yeah. for Jackass, and they yeah. staple it right staple right in the liver there, you know, <laughs> for good measure. Yeah, just for good measure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's the end of that one. I guess we could rate it real quick if you guys want to do that. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with a, with a rating on this one. Uh, I've been pretty hard on a lot of Steve-O's sketches so far. I don't think he's had his time to shine. You guys loved the Goldfish one. I wasn't as big a fan of it. Um, but this, this one... Even though it wasn't like a crazy stunt, this to me is is that good mix of Steve-O being a weird, quirky guy, taking a little bit of pain and being a goofball while it's happening. He didn't talk his way through it, and they even comment on that while it's happening, but he was just giddy with, with like weird excitement, and that made me laugh while it was going on. It's still not the caliber that I know we end up getting from Steve-O, but still, I'm giving this one a, a six and a half out of ten. Decent. Cool. Yeah, that's a pretty good score for that one. I mean, I get get that it's like not maybe as extreme, and I I feel that as well. I kind of feel like it fell flat for me. Like, I appreciate seeing Steve-O again. Don't get me wrong. Anytime he's in it, like I said, I always kind of get my 
curiosity has peaked and i gave a high rating to the goldfish but this one i don't know it just seemed like they were drunk and fucking around and it was funny and entertaining to watch but like i don't think it's a standout for me so i'm probably gonna go lower even though again love seeing steve-o on screen and for any if anything i just appreciated the banter more than the stunt like the little things they're saying in between and the tattoos and you know all that shit exactly Um, yeah so yeah i'm gonna go with a four out of ten on this one okay okay yeah, I love when you get to see Steve-O, and I think this is, like, the first time we've seen him have the camera time and, like, the time to talk to kind of show. It was the first glimmer of the steve that we know, in my opinion. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the stapling, and like I said, I understand how much staples hurt. And it wasn't just one. It was a bunch. And what put the icing on the cake was that one in the liver or that sweet spot, wherever the hell that one is. So I, I, I just, I liked it. I had a good time. It's Johnny Knoxville and Steve working out their chemistry. And it seems like they're starting to establish who they really are. So to me, that was a seven out of 10. Nice. I like it. Yeah. And I like that point you made, uh, establishing the chemistry between Knoxville and Steve. I love seeing that because these guys are good friends and you start to see that building. Like, you know, you guys told me, I didn't actually know that Steve was just kind of living on the streets and he was a circus performer and he kind of just like did his own thing. He, you know, wasn't really in one place and then he found jackass and it's cool to see like him and johnny bonding like these two unlikely kind of uh people just coming together and becoming such good friends so i do i do enjoy seeing that as well i agree with you on that but yes chris since we're on a roll here i have a question for you Mm -hmm. have you seen my anus (laughs) i i wish i have especially after a couple taco supremes I'll leave you guys to it. I almost refrain from making a my anus joke because, audience, you're about to hear a whole string of them. Let's roll the clips. A whole bunch. Can you point me towards my anus? Go down the hill, I'll make a right turn. That's what we have to do. Is my anus a, a big place? Look, there's a teepee in my anus. There's a big red truck in my anus. And wouldn't you know it, there's a general store in my anus. Do you sell a lot of chocolate milk in my anus? Mm-hmm. What's the best meat in my anus? Well, there's bangers. There's a little Jack Russell Terrier in my anus. Look, Rick's pumping in my anus. There's a sewage plant in my anus. There's a lot of famous people that live in my anus. Mel Gibson has a house in my anus. Goldberg, I believe. A lot of wealthy people in my anus. This whole thing is basically just Johnny Knoxville going to a town in Connecticut, literally called Myanus. It's spelled M-I-A-N-U-S. My anus pronounced just like that. He's stopping on the street asking people all sorts of my anus related questions. And I didn't think I was going to laugh as much as I did because the jokes are so fucking poor and stupid. But I don't know. I enjoyed the innocence of this. And I was always excited to see when he was talking to a new person if they were going to like A, take it seriously or B, call him out on it. And some of them actually were taking him seriously, which just made it even the more you know sweeter to watch. Uh, Mikey, what did you think about this? Because I know you love ridiculous punny jokes. So was this up your alley or what, what do you think? I, I do love ridiculous punny jokes. And I expected not to like this one for whatever reason, just because I, I wasn't sure where it was going. But I agree. I did chuckle in spite of myself a few times. The one thing I'll say is I don't like when like because I just unironically find puns funny and I know that's like very low brow humor but I do and I don't like when people make a pun and then pretend like it's the worst thing they've ever done and and feel bored in it and I kind of got the sense that like 
Johnny just f- seemed bored in this sketch. Like as much as he was saying the things, it almost felt like he was just doing it like paint by numbers, especially in the last couple interviews. And maybe I just missed the vibe that he was going for, but it didn't quite, uh, didn't quite catch me like I wanted it to. Although the lines themselves, I did like there's a TP in my, there's a TP in my, in my anus was, was a really funny one that, that got me. Rick Cossack is pumping in my anus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What, one thing, I can actually give the listeners some inside information right now. When we were Uh-oh. bringing up this podcast and we we're trying to come up with names and we had Jack asked, which we ended up settling on, one of our concerns was, is it too on the nose? Is it too punny? Is it too, you know, in your face? And when you watch this skit, you realize, no, this is exactly what Jack asked is about. It's about yeah, in your face. Yeah, yeah. It's about, you know, on the nose type humor. And... That just reaffirmed, seeing this kid just reaffirmed, like, we made the right decision on that name and that aspect of things because, you know, it's it's about making fun of yourself for not being witty or just being just, you know, right down to the punch. And that's one yeah. thing I thought about this at all. But quick, quick fire question. No time to think about it. What's your best Mayanus joke? That they say or that no, we make no, up? make up one right now. Um... Okay, I would go into a deli, and when someone was was making me like a charcuterie board, I'd say, "Oh, he's cutting cheese in my anus." Oh, that's really Ooh. good. God, God do we have to have a smart. scenario? I was just, okay. I didn't know he had a scenario <laughs> for it. That's pretty good. I guess if you like met your significant other um, in my anus, you could tell people when, "Hey, how did you guys met?" Well, I met my significant other in my anus. You could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if or if like your car breaks down, then you got stuck in my anus. Oh yeah, it's perfect, man. Got a flat tire in my anus. Yeah. yeah. You left your uh, pet male chicken there. You could say uh, my cock was in your anus. Okay, there you go. <laughs> right on the nose or on the tip, as they say. <laughs> I can't do much better than that. <laughs> There's one thing, Mikey, you mentioned earlier. You said it felt sometimes like Johnny wasn't fully in it, you know, like he was kind of just going by the motions. Yeah. I feel like in that last segment, especially that you mentioned, I think there was something going on there that was kind of contributing to his low energy. I think what that was is if you if you were looking closely, you could tell the way they were shooting that scene, they were clearly telling the participant that that was for a documentary for yeah, the oh, town of Miami. For sure, for sure. I think he yes. was just trying extra hard not to crack and just, you know, he was playing it like business professional as you would in that type of documentary about a small town. Um, but you could tell he was into it because the more like rope she gave him, he asked about, um, is there any celebrities in my anus? And she said, Oh yeah. Celebrities have big houses here. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Um, Mel Gibson's been in my anus. You could tell yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah okay. He's, he's stringing her on. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, stringing yeah. her on. Uh, I thought that was funny, but you're right. There was like that low energy because he's trying to play it cool. This whole series of puns more entertaining than I think it had any right to be. I'm just going to throw in a rating right now and say that it's a good kind of middle of the road thing for me. Like I didn't lo- love it, but I, I had fun watching it and it, it didn't bore me. So I'm just going to go middle of the road, like I said, and say five. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not much higher than you. And for all the same reasons, it, it was funnier than it should have been for such a a uh, 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 base premise. Uh, they get a couple chuckles out of it, but they don't land it very well. In spite of that, I had some fun. I'm going five and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to five. It's it's the same reason why I always give fives. It's good. Didn't have anything extra. It wasn't shitty. That's about as as, as uh, straight down the middle as one gets. Five, five, and five and a half. Uh, and I think deservedly so. That That's basically exactly my sentiment on that one. Cell phone coming up next with Dave England. Uh, this one was interesting. Just the title alone, cell phone. You can tell it's this dates it because it's like, 
you don't even think anymore that everybody has one of these fucking things. But back then, it would make sense. A skit around a cell phone? What could we do that would really shock people? And the funny thing is, this sketch, I don't even know if it would shock people as much today. I think most people would just ignore a person doing what he's doing here, which is... Yeah, yeah. Dave is having a huge argument on his phone in front of a crowd of people who just appear to be, like, enjoying the lunch break in a park. They're all sitting around uh, conversing and stuff. And he he's like... I, I would say this much. With that cell phone, he better fucking hurry, though, because it's probably only got, like, two to three minutes left in that fully charged battery. Yeah, that thing is exactly. a beast, dude. Well, you know what? It, what you guys didn't realize what i was doing here the whole time i got an interesting fun fact about this day wait 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 two fun facts in one episode this is this is i'm bringing the heat today wow so on that day what was the number one selling cell phone at that time i'd say the i'd see the uh nokia 2600 3310 pretty close though did you guys fucking plan this ahead of time <laughs> no 100 not that's that brick of a phone this this researcher over here that you guys call chris actually really puts <laughs> yes, in those i, I burn that midnight oil i really take time and take this seriously <laughs> and sometimes i like to slip in I the second fact you know just catch you guys off guard get a little crazy i don't have to uh i don't have to uh burn the midnight oil i just kind of come up with the answer on the spot chris in the in the immortal words of dave england uh, you know what you should get you should get a glass stomach that way you won't have to worry about pulling your head out of your ass you can see where you're going then maybe you'll get something done <laughs> yeah oh. what the fuck was that line that's a yeah. good line that was a very good line. And can we compliment how yeah. he went from being looking homeless to super sexy really quick? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has it in him to do that. I This one, it, the... You know what it reminds me of last week when we were doing CKY and there was the prank call with Aaron McGahee or not sorry uh, with with Brandon DiCamillo where he's talking to the person who's like someone called my wife and said told them something about sex and it felt like the conversation itself was pretty generic and the the prank was about the fact that someone was going berserk on the phone yeah. this kind of felt the same way and and that made it age pretty terribly cuz like you said Jay We've seen people, we see people do this every day and it's not surprising to us anymore. So with the exception of the end of the sketch, yep. which I feel like it's a good idea, but it doesn't land well. And that's when he starts bleeding from the ear. <laughs> yeah, it's just so ridiculous that, and like, the thing is this really escalates and Mikey, I, I, you know, like you just said, people probably would ignore a guy like this, but I do got to give him props for how well he was selling it because he is yelling at the top of his lungs. He gets to a point where he's on the phone and he's yelling like, there's not even and then he toner and the copying machine. I'm serious. And then he just goes into this fit of rage where he's like, oh, oh. it's like his psyche is just yeah. falling apart because of this person on the other end. And he literally does say, oh, you know what you've done now? Oh, it's bleeding on my ear. Before hanging up. And like that shocked me because I thought, you know, it's just a funny thing to say. The next seat shot you see is him lying on the ground in the pool of blood. And I went, oh, holy shit, they went the whole way with it. And the cops even yeah. show up and shit. Like he caused a scene. Cops here. and ambulances and everyone. There's a crowd watching. As as much as I don't think this one aged very well, it does remind me. Do you guys know Eric Andre? Yeah. This there's yeah. like a direct connection between Eric Andre's type of humor and this sketch like this is the kind of thing that eric andre would do he would just crank it up to 11 so that like it's a very uh you know it it, it kind of blazes some trails in being what it is but it just isn't that great to me um uh on its face like 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 objectively right now i don't enjoy watching it quite as much as as some of the newer sketches 
All right, so what do you think, Chris? I'm going five again. Like it, I, I appreciate some of it. England always makes things better. I like the fact that it put me in the mindset of thinking, like, I bet you at this time, people in suits talking on cell phones, like this is the stereotype of what you would assume that person would be like. So they kind For of sure. played into that role very well. Um, but it, it didn't really have much other than England doing what England does. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you, and I, I'm giving it a lower score because I expected more out of Dave England. Like to me, this was one of the sketches. Uh, there there was one recently as well. Oh, the poo the poo hog one where it, it didn't he didn't do enough. Like he didn't bring enough of his personality to it to give it the same sort of look and feel of a traditional good Dave England sketch. So this one I'm actually giving a three point five out of ten. Uh, I just know he's got more in him, and he he didn't do enough to to sell this one on his own beyond the premise itself. You know, I got to give props to a good performance and I think the end with him just breaking down and having that meltdown is so funny to me, <laughs> just like falling down to his knees because of this incompetent assistant or whatever, like that's enough to yep. make you crazy. It kind of makes you just think like, what has this guy been put through that he's gotten to this point, <laughs> you know, that he's having this meltdown. So I appreciated that and like the commitment uh, to go in front of all those people and just really sell it um he tries he definitely tries to his credit yeah so while it's dated a little bit i like that part and i'm actually going to give it a six uh just for the performance mostly okay nice nice boys we've come a long way this episode i can hardly believe we're already at the end and what better way to cap it off than with a chance for redemption mikey i hope this is finally enough to get your approval for Mr. Ryan Dunn because he has returned for one final stunt of the night. I'm Ryan Dunn, and this is poo diving. Oh, I, I, in my notes, I had it written down as Jay's casual Sunday pleasure swim. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 hold on a sec. Hey, I like a good swim as much as the next guy, but Chris, I think you know me. You know me well enough to know that I'm all in or nothing. Now we need a chunkier, like, don't you? Dude, no, this is like if I offered you a drink, you come to my place, I'm like, hey, you want a drink? What would you like? And you ask me for some rum. Okay, I'll get you a glass of rum. You just want it, you know, on the rock? Sure. I pour in like a pinky of rum. I put a bunch of ice in and I fill the rest with water and I say, here you go. You True. Piece of shit. Yeah, I need and at I least three fingers. <laughs> I put a little umbrella in there and uh, there you go. Enjoy your, your fucking drink. That's what this is. This is diluted. It's mostly water, dude. Come on. Nobody yeah. makes Kool-Aid and just puts like a half a cup of sugar. Nobody <laughs> follows the instructions. You get me a glass coffee table and a couple of hungry man microwave dinners. <laughs> then we'll talk. All right. Oh, then I we'll talk. couldn't be happier with your, your response to that there, Jay. As top notch. You're welcome. <laughs> Mikey, I'm getting a little riled up. Why don't you talk about this one for a minute? I will. I would love to listen. Um, you know, whether it's diluted poo or not, uh, it's it's clearly something I would never fucking do in my entire life. I, I'm just so listen. I know I've been really tough on Ryan Dunn. And when I see him enter in a sketch, I'm just now I have my backup. I'm like, now he's got to prove himself to me because I know he becomes better, but he isn't there yet. So when this started off, I was like, uh, whatever. And and Bam Margera actually has a really funny interaction with his mom. Where April, oh, where so April's good. like, Ryan's going to jump in. Why would he do that? Why not? Why? He's brave, that's why. Brave? Yeah. Because he's brave. He said it like, so genuinely, it, like, too, it's eh? So, yeah, yeah. Like, almost like, like the way Ape, Ape was, like, questioning it, like, 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 he was so convincing in how he said that. She, like, definitely, like, backed off and was thinking, like, okay, maybe he is brave. A hundred percent. It was, he said it with so much confidence that you almost believed him. <laughs> 
Man, this this whole stunt got me thinking, though. He's about to jump into the poo waters, the poo waters of a waste treatment facility. Was this, was this in my anus, this place? Honestly. Because they were in a waste facility, no? Who knows, man? I mean, that would just make this, like, the icing on the cake. Could you b- imagine if it was in my anus? <laughs> could you I, ca- I, could, I couldn't even begin. That's going to be the name of my biography. <laughs> could you imagine if it was in my anus? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I almost wonder, like, like, swimming in this water, what kind of parasites do you think he picked up? Because it went in his mouth. He says that. He says it went in. Ah, it's inside! Well, it, it, like, when you, when you have a snorkel... Like, think about how you clear a snorkel. Like, you don't go underwater unless you have to worry about shooting it back out the other way. And he fully dove right in, eh? Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to come out. I I was thinking at least get a tapeworm. Uh, I don't know what what bacteria do you get from shit. That's probably listen. Here's the thing. I think I think he got. uh, I think a parasite did enter him that day. But I think that it actually turned. (laughs) You know, there's a. There's a lot of, uh, of, of parasites that kind of no. get into your body no. and, and start to attack your no. brain. And, and they change you. And I think that this parasite made him into the Ryan Dunn that we know and love. Yeah. Well, his, his beard probably from that day started getting a little thicker. His tattoos yeah. more aggressive. His stench a little bit more pungent. People always talked about his stench. So he's like Pooh Spider-Man then is what you're saying. I think so. Oh my I think God. he very much is. I think we just figured something out today. I think I think so. Let's let's keep an eye out, guys. Let's keep be very uh, be very attentive to the next sketches that Ryan Dunn is in because I think we're going to see a changed man. Speaking of a changed man, he changed into the right attire for this one. He not only had the snorkel, but he was wearing flippers too. Like he's wearing flippers. He was. I liked that. Mm-hmm. That was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. Like what way to go in? You got to go in. One thing I loved about this is the commitment, though. As I said earlier, Ryan Dunn is very self conscious about was it any good? How did it look? Yes. If you noticed, he jumps in once, and the cameraman. And says i i screwed up the shot you're gonna have to do it again now i'm not sure if he just took that as a joke or not but regardless he went right back in immediately a second he did time it again he didn't have he to did. do that but he did it but that's pretty cool actually i, I, do it, I, I agree with you i think this is a good opportunity to get a little more personal with the guests you know talk a little bit about ourselves okay they were going through ryan dunn's tattoos and he had some pretty questionable tattoos oh those yeah. jay or mikey do you have any questionable yeah. tattoos Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know what? I wouldn't call them questionable. I like my tattoos. My most uh, on the nose one, I'll say, because I use that term a lot, is I have an anchor tattoo, and that's uh, very uh, paint by numbers. So uh, some people kind of make fun of me for it, but it was my first one. Reminds me of where I went to university in Halifax. And they don't make fun of you for your for your video game tattoo? No, because they don't even know it's a fucking <laughs> video game tattoo until I tell them. <laughs> so I don't tell them. How about you, Jay? Well, I don't have any tattoos. I have never gotten one however i do have a like a mole a small mole right above my butt crack true story right here so if i if i do a handstand it's like a exclamation point oh (laughs) that's amazing i like that no prince alberts or any weird piercings jay no i've never done a piercing or anything like the craziest thing i did is when i was a punk rock kid back in high school i dyed my hair bright red and had a mohawk for a while i grew that out nice but like that's gnarly. That was it. That's the only like stylistic out there kind of fucking thing. I, I just don't see the point in getting a piercing personally and tattoos. I'd have to be really fucking sure because that shit ain't, you know, I ain't, I've heard about getting shit lasered and it's not pleasant. So you, you got to, you know, make sure you're. You got to be, got to be uh, uh, committed to it. Yeah. Chris, what about you? Do you have any? I know you do. <laughs> I have one good tattoo and all the rest of them are shady. <laughs> 
the only tattoo I got sober was my Liverpool bird, which I'm very happy about. And all the rest of them were off drinking and partying benders, no sleep. Um, I'd say my probably worst one is the old live fast, die young. Oh, um, you have that? Yep. Y- yeah. Yeah. Yes, On my he does, forearm. Jay. Yes, he and, does. And honestly, I'm a like live slow, die old kind of guy. So <laughs> I'm really scared to death. So for me having this, uh, yeah, they didn't even want to tattoo me because I was wasted. One, I went to three places. One place finally actually tattooed me. I was walking out. My roommate was like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. And he's like, oh, what are you going to get? And I'm like, live fast, die young. And he just thought I was joking. And I came back. I had like all of 20 minutes where I thought it was a good idea. Like afterwards. Like normally you wake up the next day after a party binge. And you're like, oh my God, I got a tattoo. Like I was still drunk. And instantaneously realized that was a terrible idea within 20 minutes of it getting oh, it done. So, no, yeah, dude, that's a, it's, oh, and no. it's my most prevalent, my most visible tattoo, too. So, uh, yeah, don't drink and get tattoos. I've said, uh, Jay Woody, I don't know what you think about this idea, but I think what Chris should do is get uh, uh, dot, 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 just kidding tattooed right after it. <laughs> JK, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's a good idea, add on to it, or you could just go full Travis Barker and just cover yourself completely in tattoos so you can't see it anymore. Then it just blends in. That's another one. Did you guys catch the disclaimer on screen that was rolling across for the majority of the stunt? I did. It it repeated twice. I I got it though. Did you did you see what it said? Yeah, so it said some, something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing here, but it said like, "Don't worry, Ryan Dunn consulted his doctor and asked about side effects. They said you might get smelly." I, I just made that part up, but like, you know, it, it's basically along those lines of don't do this or No, Jay, you didn't make that is actually what it says. Really? It's yeah, I, I, I'm I, dude. I'm dead serious. It says it says not only is it hazardous, but it makes you smell really bad, and your friends won't want to play with you. Oh shit! There you go. That's hilarious. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I can't believe you just said that. As a, no, that's a hundred percent what it says. So when you used to tell those stories, you know, go back an episode, and you'll hear one of these about Chris not having any friends. Is this uh, somehow? Is there a correlation here? Am I am I reading wow. too much into it? The, or, the origin story. I think I think we may be onto something. You guys are both getting knuckle sandwiches. That's all you can <laughs> taking the first flight out to Alberta and friggin' sending you to Pound Town. Hey, and not how, come you how come you haven't shit your pants yet? I thought you had those burrito supremes. Your clock's got to be getting close. It is. It is. Yeah, you got to get a little more agitated as we speak. <laughs> Holding it in. So Ryan's Ryan Dunn's tattoos. Just let's just go back to that. Let's go for a minute and talk about that because we didn't talk about what he specifically had. He shows off some on his legs. The one that stood out to me was when he says, "What is that? Was that weights right there?" No, no, that's barbed wire. <laughs> Looks like some weight. Literally just one line with two <laughs> it's, perpendicular It's literally lines. not barbed wire. It's very clearly not barbed wire. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, did he do this to himself? Did Ryan didn't go to prison? What the fuck? Like, why are these so shitty and why does he have them? It's called tequila. I tequila guess. Yeah, cocaine. I think that's probably a good, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? Dunn comes out of his little bath there and flippers and snorkel and all and it all starts to come to a head where i feel like after this it's like we talked about in episode one what do you do when you're covered in poo well you chase after your friends and try to give him a hug surprisingly enough you gotta he doesn't do it there is a spot where bam is hosing him off and he thinks about it and he turns to bam for a second to grab him and then he kind of just backs off yeah i kind of wonder why he didn't just go for it i totally you know what i I think it's just, I think he's still self-conscious. Kind of like you said, he he doesn't have his 
his role really, or like his magnum opus. He hasn't become Ryan Dunn yet. And I think he's self-conscious about it. So when he, when he goes to look at Bam and Bam's like, yo, what are you doing? He just completely gets called off. He doesn't, he doesn't go near it. And I think that's because he feels less than at this point in his, uh, in his jackass career. I got a question for you guys. And Jay, I know both these are amazing answers, so you can't say both. <laughs> oh, great. But would you rather get tipped over in a festival porta potty or do the sewage plant poo dive? Oof. Like fully submerge or just get spilled over no, in dude, a festival? Dude, it's it's the porta potty because there's less there's a smaller risk of complete coverage where once you're in that pool, yes, it is watered down, but you're still you're in there, man. It's more likely gonna get in your mouth when you dive in because he's you're if you have to wear the snorkel and shit, it's going to go in there, right? Yeah, that's actually uh, that, that's a very me. good point. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm going for a dive because it, it, to me, I think while I'm in there, I can convince myself that it's uh, just a river, like a muddy river <laughs> and then get out. But there's like, have you guys been to a music festival? Yeah, that's what Those things are scary. fucking disgusting. And they're so hot. It is hot and gross. Not <laughs> and a chance like I'm going in there. too. Like, drug yeah, poop. yeah, it's like different kind of poop. It, Jay, you wouldn't like it. It's, there's no form to it. It's liquid. No, no nutritional exactly value right. in there. Yeah, in no, poops. none, none. So, you got, you know, got to, I, I, I may have a problem, but I still care about my diet. God exactly. Um, I think like with the, uh, the submersion though, the thing is with that, uh, I, it was in Mexico for a time. I traveled there and it was there for a lengthy stay and we, we were partying with the people I was living with quite hard and we went to this place where they had, you know, like a little ranch, right? And they had a pool in the ranch that looked fine. Not, definitely not chocolate milk waters here. This was clear water. I didn't know it hadn't been cleaned in God knows how long they weren't using this ranch. Oh no. And I was really drunk, you know, doing tequila shots all night and stuff like that, trying to make an impression on, on the girl I liked. Like, you know, you guys, you know how it goes. Shut up. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Um, and I know it's a lonely, lonely life. I understand. You, it's you a lonely, what? lonely life. Yeah. I just, just get rid of the gloves and the eye mask at night. <laughs> yeah, it may, may help me. may help me. Take may, small maybe steps. a little bit. But I jumped in there. And the thing is, I went I went with, with the girl. We ran in there together. I stripped off all my clothes on the way and ran, jumped in there. And like an idiot, I'm laughing so much, I had my mouth wide open, right? So I drank oh, a lot no. of water. And, oh, dude, I got to tell you, I was never been that sick before. I had this one night of fever where I was like, I had never like shaken that much in my life uncontrollably. It was gnarly. I couldn't sleep. God and I, I, the cool thing was, though, like I was at the time, I was writing a lot of music. So I had my phone out and I was like coming up with all these fucking weird ideas because I was so out of it. You made your oh, best man. music in a diarrhea-induced coma, basically. I think that's it. A mental <laughs> haze, some might say. That's actually pretty cool, though. That's Ryan Dunn. You know what? I think he impressed me because, like, you take where he went in his last few stunts and some of the stuff he does in CKY. This was a huge step up for him. It takes a lot of balls. I think he saw that he needed that big, you know, show of bravery, and this was it for him. So he did pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. This was this was a good showing for him. Let's give this a quick rating, and we can get to our wrap-up here. There's not a whole lot left to say. Uh... Who wants to go first? Chris, you want to you wanna give a rating on this one? Yeah. Um, as much as the stunt itself, it, like, it definitely had its moments. It was funny. I love how he went back in, did it a second time. The actual stunt itself was a little underwhelming. That being said, because we've addressed the fact that this is kind of Dunn's coming out party, so to speak, and he finally kind of gives that commitment and you start to see the shape of who he becomes, it definitely gets some bonus points there for me. Um so I, I would think I'd be rating this uh, 7 out of 10. 
Yeah, that's nice. I'm 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 right there with you. I I agree. I think this is somehow somehow this stunt fell a little bit flat, even though it's a fucking absurd concept. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it was just to expect. Like there were no surprises in it, and maybe that's, that's what it is. Point, but yeah. I can't put my finger on it. But but watching it, I was just like, okay, so he jumped in the poo water, and that was it. And I'm like. You know, before and after, I didn't get anything different than what we got in the poo cocktail. In fact, I think the before and after of the poo cocktail were better. But kudos to Ryan Dunn for doing something that I would never fucking do. This was a badass step up for him. So for that, I'm giving it just like you, Chris, a seven out of ten. Seeing Ryan Dunn come out for the first time, ready to go in the water, and he's wearing the flippers and the snorkel, I, I kind of thought, okay, that's dedication right there. Like, this dude looks like he's one eight-hour training course away from being fully certified. So I appreciated that he was going the distance with it, you know? Like, he's ready yep, I agree. to make this a show. It's just fun to see someone do something ridiculous like that because it's like fucking, I, again, this is something like the poo cocktail. I would not want to do this at all. Like, it's just fucking no, no thanks. So I think I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to actually agree with Chris and give it a seven on that one just because, yeah, I, it's a win for Ryan Dunn. And it's a kind of a feel good ending as nasty as it is, you know? So we're all seven on that. Yeah. Oh, you were seven as well. Fuck. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Seven yeah. Across the board. Um, damn. Yeah, guys, that's. Basically where it ends, we do have some funny things that happen in the credits real quick we can note. You kind of get the aftermath of this stunt. Dunn gets his dinner. And uh, he's in the house. Oh, yeah, this this was very funny. Yeah, he's in the house with April and Bam, and she's just, she sees Dunn, probably more like smells Dunn, and she's just like... <gasps> trying to kick him out and then the next shot he's out in the front yard at his own little kids table and she brings him a plate <laughs> with, a, with some food on there and he's just and then there. and then they toss a then they toss a football at it and, yeah, of course. and it all goes to shit it was just it feels like it would have been like being in bam's household would just be a fun place to be if you were a kid like them oh totally to kind of put the icing on the cake here too this is where we do find out that yes you see a quick shot of monkey taking the mask off off and it was indeed pontius all along so uh, you guys yeah. are right off the get-go on that one. And uh, we're closing this episode of Jackass. And there was something interesting on this version of it that we have. Um, now, I don't know how consistent this is across all versions of this show. But uh, there's a little disclaimer that came up at the very end. And it basically said, please do not send us any home videos. We're not interested. You know, sincerely, right. Jackass, so was this, was this was this the first episode that they had that? Because I noticed it as well, and I don't remember seeing it on other ones, but I remember that being a mainstay uh, in the old Jackass movies, like I, or, or, or Jackass shows. At a certain point, they were constantly saying, don't send us videos. We're not going to even watch them because they probably had people doing that all the time. Oh, probably. Yeah, but I kind of wonder, like, what were people sending? Like, it, this must have taken off more than they could have imagined, right? Because, like, you, I just kind of wonder, it would have been by mail back then, too. So they're getting all these fucking VHS tapes or just what? VHSs, like, yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. exactly. I don't think we ever mentioned it on the show before, but if you've been lis or listening and watching along with us, if you have a different version of Jackass, uh, there's, for example, a recently released cut of Jackass, the TV show on YouTube that you can buy. However, it does not match the stunt order that we've been doing thus far on the show. So if you've noticed there's some differences, that is why we're actually watching the original episodes of this, like the kind you can go out and find on a VHS, speaking of the old format. So uh, these are original cuts and... Uh, 
yeah, if if that's kind of come across your mind, that's why. So we just want to make that clear. That's a yeah, great, great idea to bring that up because that actually happened to us where we found we were watching two different versions and now we're finally all on the same one. Exactly. That is another episode of The Jackass. I think we've wrapped it up nicely, boys. Let's go out as we usually do with a couple plugs and we'll... We'll take it from there. Mikey, what's up? Yeah, you can find me over at Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm at Retrograde Mikey. Uh, that's uh, the best place to find me. You can find me in my uh, two other podcasts, the Retrograde and the Sign Off. Uh, and between that and Jackass, that's basically what has most of my time. So find me over on Twitter. Engage with me. I love you guys more than I love Chris and Jay. I know I can tell you that much. And uh, be my friends, please. I need more. <laughs> you know, the, the Rock came out on a WWE Raw, Monday Night Raw one time. And he came back, and you know what he said, Mikey? He said to the crowd, he said, I love you, and I'm never leaving ever again. And then after WrestleMania, he literally never wrestled ever again. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like me. (laughs) Chris, are you you still awake over there, my friend? Absolutely. Yeah, just uh, as as usual, find us at JackassPod. Um, I'm definitely always down to be talking to people, having some conversations about episodes. Um, I was sorry, I got distracted. I was trying to go through my phone over here to see um, some people I wanted to shout out. There was a guy I was chatting with named Alex at the mice, M-A-E-S-T-R-H-E-A-U-L-T. He put together a great little Steve-O montage on his Instagram stories if you want to go check that out. Aside from that, yeah, just keep on firing the messages. Let's get get it going. Mantastic. Good stuff. I love it. You can find me on Twitter at uh, J-A-Y-P dub if you want to chat. I don't have a whole lot going on there, but I'm starting to do a little more. I put up a profile picture, so I'm a really Ooh, human being. Ooh, a handsome one, too. Ooh, thank you. Butter me up, will you? Uh, I'm doing that, and then uh, hey, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. I am also always available for uh, audio production if you need something, have something, a podcast or production design, editing, anything like that, I do that all for this show. So I'm more than happy to talk if uh, you need advice getting started up or, or anything or services that I can offer. Happy to do that. Um, yeah, just hit me up. And awesome. And that is it for me. And that is it for us, I think, boys, unless there's anything else you want to add before we take off. Ryan Dunn, I'm rooting for you. That's been the Jackass. Thank you for joining us once again. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass. boys here it is as soon as you get logged into that invite logged into that invite what it's like i've never used the internet before i sound like my grandpa or something logging into the invite let me know what you see jay (laughs) come here i got a secret for you in my pocket oh guess what's in this pocket i cut a little hole in there for you jay come over here and don't tell grandma see your old sweaty saggy ball sack (laughs) you sound like the like the puberty the puberty troll in uh, big mouth (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a deflated balloon (laughs) furnished by sad styles productions get into it this was a press x for sound audio production